Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Sunday Punch Podcast. We are here with a good friend. Uh, how long was it since our last podcast? When I was on the Wolf Den? Uh, probably six months, five months. Damn. Time, well, flies. time flies. Time flies. Time flies. His name is Matt Wolf. He's part of the Wolf Den. He's going to explain who he is. He was he hasn't been on Sunday Punch uh, before. I was just on his podcast. But before he does that, we're going to give him a little intro song. So uh, enjoy. I look real good today. 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 Jumping out the motherfucking Bentley. Rolly in a custom new Balenci's. Walking with a pocket full of Benji's. I'm a 10 piece. I look real good today. 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 Dive in a pussy like scuba. Mommy look good, she from Cuba. All white like cocaine. What? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I got I've never seen that before because I only knew that from the commercial with the kid riding on the bicycle with his iPhone. So uh yeah. No, that's that's, a, that's the that's the same rapper who uh who did I'm in love with the cuckoo. You remember <laughs> that song? Uh it I sounds got familiar. it on the low low. Uh, I'm in love with the cuckoo. Yeah, that's that's that cocaine, guy. Matt. That's cocaine that he's in love with. By the way, just to well, just to clarify, that's uh, that song is going to be rising the charts now. It is going to be rising the charts. You know, I'm surprised they didn't ask him to do the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> he'll, he'll be there. He'll <laughs> be there. There's a surprise guest. He's be yeah, we'll get into the prop. We'll get into the prop bets on the amount of celebrities that are shown during the the, the halftime show. But uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, glad to have you on because uh, I did want to talk with you about the Super Bowl. And um but first and foremost, let's introduce uh you. Let's introduce your your company you want to promote and then uh we'll dive into it. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm Matt Wolf. I'm the founder and CEO of Ticket Time Machine, which is a commemorative ticket company. We're keeping the printed memory alive. Uh grew up in New Jersey, went to University of Florida, moved down to Florida afterwards and been there since. And um, just a big fan of, of sports in general and entertainment, music, uh, movies, pop culture. That's that's my life outside of Ticket Time Machine, which is actually part of Ticket Time Machine. Anyway, I, as you said, The Wolf Den, you were on my show. It's a show, podcast. It's live and unscripted, kind of like this. And we've done 170 episodes. So you can find us on the YouTube, the Wolf Den channel. I'm a same here CEO, so we champion for mental health with the hashtag five and five and um, just everyone's got some kind of mental health issue that they're dealing with. And uh, so if anyone wants more information on how to get involved, just keeping the conversation moving forward. And it's good to be here. Excited about the game on Sunday and uh, to talk some stuff with you and drink some, uh, have some drinks. Fantastic. I'm having a wine. You're having an IPA. Um, now you mentioned oh, that. I don't, you're I don't really like IPAs. What, what, what is it? 
It's a sour. It's a chocolate-covered, cherry-inspired sour ale with milk sugar. Serenity Now. Wow. It sounds like a lot of flavors. Yeah. Out of uh, Maryland. That's where you're from. (laughs) There you go. And and it's full circle. And it's full circle. Uh, You said you're keeping the the ticket... um, so, so uh, the first thing I want, you know, Ticket Time Machine, that's your company. So let's get right into it. What are your thoughts on the Super Bowl tickets being offered as NFTs? And why, and why do you hate that so much? <laughs> well, we could have a whole uh, episode on NFTs. I, I, I know a little bit about it. I, I would argue that the experts don't know a whole lot about NFTs. And so... I think there's value to having NFTs for certain things. What I object to is calling it a collectible. Nobody's collecting a digital NFT on their phone as a ticket. You know, it's just not, it's the same way we weren't collecting the digital ticket. It's not a collectible. And they've been doing tickets digitally and have opportunity to make it nice and something and they didn't do it. Now they hear, oh, everyone's doing NFTs. Let's do that. So they do it. I think it's terrible. I actually have uh, Super Bowl tickets. Um, you know, the last two that were printed, the Brady game in Tampa and the Mahomes in, in Miami. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, people want – it's $2,500 for a ticket. You're telling me you can't just give them a commemorative ticket for the game if they want it or even charge them. It doesn't – you know, you could charge 20 bucks If someone wants to buy it, great. Other people love to collect – Super Bowl tickets. There was an article in Yahoo Sports about a guy who's got a ticket from every, almost every single Super Bowl, and he can't do it anymore. But you think this is a fad? You don't think that they're going to keep doing NFT tickets, or do you think this is here to stay? And if that's the case, wouldn't all of your previous Super Bowl tickets then just shoot up? Well, I don't even know. Can you resell? Can you resell a Super Bowl ticket? Like, is there a market for people that are like, I really want the ticket of the Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady game. I'll argue that the ticket market is going to surpass the card market. And I'll tell you why. If you imagine um, a a Michael Jordan rookie card, right? Mm -hmm. It's just sold for Which I have. Which I have. How many of those are out there? Not many. There's more than you – I think there's more than you think. But even if there's not a ton, how many tickets out there do you think there are from Michael Jordan's rookie debut in the NBA? Repeat that again. I'm sorry. I was getting – How many, how many tickets from Jordan's rookie game, the first time he ever stepped foot on an NBA court? At most, oh, I see, I see your point. I see your point. See, so- at most, if everyone kept theirs, it's 12,000. But – very few people have. So you have tickets that, you know, there's like population, you know, there's probably less than 10 of these things floating around there. And people are are overpaying for some of this stuff the same way they're doing the cards. And so the ticket market is is really skyrocketing. There's a, a Facebook page called Booger Stubs. That's just, if you, it's just crazy. The, the, the tickets that people still have, the amount of money that they're spending on it. And mm-hmm. I, I envision that going crazy, whether they stop, whether they stop printing or not. Are you threatened by NFTs? No, not at all. You're threatened. You're threatened by NFTs. No, because it's not an either. Without, or. If if we go full NFT, 
there would 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 there be a ticket time machine, Matt? Oh, of course. I mean, we're working to. Do Are you jumping physical... in? Are you jumping into the pool? Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to do physical, you know, like uh, we'll do physical tickets that are um, complementary to NFTs. I mean, even if you have an yeah. NFT, you still might want something physical to kind of commemorate it. So, and and there's mm -hmm. other people who don't want anything to do with NFTs. The same way, there's people always, you know, they're still buying uh, uh, vinyl records and you know what. So the physical is the physical memory and collectible is never going away. We're, mm -hmm. we're actually, you know, the fact that everything went digital is a bonus for us, you know, because we're offering additional stuff in the commemorative space. We're bridging the digital and the physical too. So it's, we're not just a physical company. We have, uh, you know, augmented reality experiences and customizable QR codes. Our physical commemorative tickets will be around and do much better than any NFT tickets. Uh, now, that's from a collectible standpoint. From a money standpoint, sure, people are going to buy stuff. It's brand new and they're over, you know, people are paying thousands of dollars for this stuff because they think it's going to increase in value. Not because they say, oh, man, I need to have an NFT ticket in my digital wallet. Got it. So just to clarify for everyone listening. So your company, like, let's say the Super Bowl, let's say the Super Bowl came to you, right? And we're like... We need 50,000 tickets and they need to be this design and we also want an NFT. Then you could do that for them. We we don't dabble in NFTs. We'll we'll I okay. Well, I would just move them to do NFTs, but we'll print the tickets. In fact, we're talking, you know, I'm talk I hope to talk to all the leagues and to be offering a commemorative ticket so even after the fact, you know, the people who who order Super Bowl tickets if they want to buy one they can and if you're a fan of the Bengals or the Rams, and you want a, a commemorative ticket from the game because, mm -hmm. you know, the Bengals haven't been there in 20, 30 years. What was it? 30 years, 90? Well, the Bengals' first Super Bowl since 1988, man. There you go. So wouldn't you want a commemorative ticket, especially if your team wins? I think so. You know, we have a good friend, Brent Meckler, who would I think he would like a, a, a physical ticket. I don't think he's jumped into the NFT metaverse yet. No. Now, he is not a physical ticket kind of guy, but that he would have the Gator championships he has. And the great thing about what we're doing, because it's after the fact is we can put the Bengals on there. We could put who they played Super Bowl tickets by design, never had the teams on there the same way the final four never had teams on there and the BCS right. championship. Like I, my Gator championship tickets have no indication that the Gators even played in the game. Now, if you're doing it after the fact, you can, you can, have the you know the logos and the marks on there and say hey the Bengals played the Rams here which makes for a much cooler ticket from a fan perspective of the team how granular could you get now could you take that data and be like you know i don't want to spend too much time on this but how granular could you get could you get could you maybe have people when they fill out their ticket form mark something to say they're a Bengal, blah, blah blah and then have it actually customizable for them of course My, i'm yeah. a Bengals fan right i Bengals i bought on the Bengals side whenever right and i want and i'm on the Bengals side of the, of the stadium then ticket time machine could be like all right we're going to design a sweet joe burrow a sweet uh jamar chase ticket blah 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 and we're going to spread these out to make it even more valuable and even more memorable for those people yeah, we could do different designs. That all is going to depend on the 
type of program we do. So we could have a, a Super Bowl ticket that's garnered towards the Bengals or the Rams. But what we really would want to do is our animated tickets where it would be Rams versus uh, Bengals. So you have best. Got it. And on the back, we could put whatever you want. So if you wanted to put, you know, my first Super Bowl or, you know, you wanted to put the final score on it, whatever you wanted to do, we have an area that can customize it. It's just you, you'd be able to fill it in online very easily and just put that in and order it and mm-hmm. we'll ship it out to you. Will you marry me? If that's what you want to put on there, I mean, I'm already married, but sure. <laughs> now, before we get in the game, how lame is asking a girl to marry you at a sports stadium? On it's a scale somebody, of one, on a scale of one to five, it's bad. First of all, I think a lot of these things on the screen are fake, like the the boyfriend girlfriend. It's I think a lot of that stuff is staged. Someone told me they're at the Knicks game. This guy proposes to his girlfriend. Yeah. Not even on the Jumbotron. Didn't even bother to get it on the Jumbotron. Just did yeah. it right in the stands. Costs no a lot of money. Yeah. Costs a no, lot of money. No fan especially, especially Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he was doing my thing, which is I've always said, I'm not going to plan it out because I'll know in the moment and then I'll just have the ring on me for like six months in a you know straight. I, I prom- Listen, and, you're talking. And then the- maybe that guy was like, "I fought, I love Obi Toppin on the Knicks." And and then he looked at his girl and he's like, "You're pretty hot too." Oh, I have my ring, and this is my spontaneous moment. Do, do you have any? Ask your married friends how long they actually would hold on to the ring for. You're not walking around with that thing. Trust me. I don't care what right. insurance you have on it, which, by the way, you probably don't insure until afterwards anyway. Um, so you just want to get it and freaking give it. It's uh, yeah, you don't want to have, carry that around. But anyway, yeah, it's lame. It's I, I, I think what if the much- ring was an NFT? Yeah, <laughs> look, there's a chance, and that this whole NFT will will burst, and people will be ho- held holding a lot of stuff that's worth nothing, and that's going to be a disaster. Right. Okay. The the last thing on the NFTs. All right. NFTs are very kind of pyramid scheme ish right now. But I think that, in my humble opinion, very humble opinion, I think that um, the technology behind it is real. Right. So, uh, you know, the Super Bowl wants to do NFTs so that uh, the code behind that NFT guarantees that 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 ticket was sold to that person and they're coming in the game. There's no faking it, there's no nothing. Right. That well, code. Well, what about your that, digital ticket? Your digital ticket comes from Ticketmaster. Yeah, your but it's account. not a, it's not it's not a it's not a nice design or anything. Like but they, that. that's their choice. They very easily could every digital Wait a ticket. second, wait a second. Okay, so that's what the Super Bowl's doing. I think that's kind of lame. But if the NFT that you bought gets you into a into a club, into a into an echelon of people. Right. So if I'm part of the Bored Apes Yacht Club, which is an NFT, I get to go hang out at a at a New York a hot New York club by showing my NFT. And I get to hang out with Steph Curry, who's also a Bored Ape Yacht Club member. And I get to go hang out with models and blah, blah, blah. That technology guaranteeing that you're a member of something, I think, makes sense. Um, you and have if it happens to be a really... 
No, but if it happens to be a really cool artwork done by an artist, then that just the combination of the two is appealing to me. How much is that worth to you? Um, right now, not ha- as much as they're selling for. But let's say, <laughs> let's say you could have got in early, right? So well, a lot of these guys, you- a lot of these guys in the board Yacht Club got in super early. They bought these NFTs for like a thousand dollars. Now they get access to go to these like sweet parties and everything else, and people are offering them like a million dollars for one, and they're like, no. We like going to these parties. We're going to keep these NFTs. And so that's why the value has astronomically very, very small amount of people who are enjoying the fruits of getting in early of the NFTs. Right. But I I think, I think that's like the stratosphere, right? Like, I think like museums could, could adapt this model. Um, Any other sort of like art club that you wanted to could adopt the nft why do i need listen why do i need an nft you have membership i can be a member without an and you don't need to offer an nft for me to have member with exclusive benefits right but that nft is not created by uh one of the artists that you probably would be promoting at the museum or something right maybe he's not going to send out a billion he's not going to send out four thousand like actually drawn out things to your members like this gives you a digital token doesn't matter i want last I've thing i want to show far. you i've gone way too far yeah, i just want to show far. you one thing this this is a commemorative ticket that the gators did as a digital commemorative ticket that's the commemorative ticket that the gators did wow that's super lame <laughs> <laughs> They didn't, the thing is, they're not they're charging like, you for They're it. like, we have a keynote. We 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 made a keynote of this of this gator helmet. That'll be commemorative. Yeah. I would rather have the physical ticket in that case. I appreciate that. Um. Okay. Let's get to the game, dude. Um. First, you mentioned it. First Super Bowl since 1988, uh, which led me to think, Matt, what were you doing in 1988? 1988. I was 12. Right. So I'm in Best middle. years of your life. Am I in? I'm not even in middle school. I'm almost in. I'm in middle school. Right. I, I was man. I was an awkward kid. I had. I wasn't even a good basketball player back then. I. I was about. I was a now that implies that you're a good basketball player now. Yeah. No. I. I. Right. I really like. Right. My game went went really well a couple years later. And then I was. And the what best. does that mean? Well, when I was 12, from three point range. No, for example, like when I was 12, I have a twin brother. And when I was 12, he was the best player in like the 14 and under team. And I was, I was not great at all. And then I just kept improving, improving. And by the time I was 14, 15, I was the best player in the, in the, in the town. And uh, he, you know, he hadn't gotten much better. So I, I, I surpassed him, but. Um, Do you I remember was, at that time when you were having that crushing defeat emotionally, then also thinking to yourself, oh, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, so my one of my good friends, uh, Jared, he's a diehard Bengals fan, and I'm a Broncos fan. And so we were in misery. I mean, the Broncos lost in 86 uh, to the Giants. And then, you were a Broncos fan. Yeah, in 89. And so we were, we were just kept watching the Super Bowls together, and our teams were just losing every year. 
Why were you a Broncos fan? I was a Broncos fan because of John Elway. He um, right. Okay. Well, he got drafted by the Yankees, and um, so I just thought that was awesome. And then he refused to go to the Colts, um, and then got traded to the Broncos. And that that it is. I was a Broncos fan, and I have a. I should have found this earlier, but I have my. Uh, this is what we do here. On, this is what we did on the Wolf Den. I, I, I can't find my. Uh, so this is my old school Bronco helmet, but wow. I actually have. I thought I had it right here. I have the first sports collectible I ever had was the tiny little uh, Bronco. It's like this big, and I still have it somewhere. I don't know. What's your What's your uh, What's your most? And we'll get back to the game. What's your most uh, valuable collectible you think you have? I have uh, signed baseballs that my dad gave me. It's got like the 1950 Dodgers. I have two of them. Wow. Jackie Robinson. One of them has Willie, Willie Mays. You have Jackie Robinson? I should, I should have done. I'm going to show you some. Uh... I'm all you're, like, I got ba- you're like, I got Babe Ruth. I got, I, got, I, got, I got this. So these are my Jackie. My dad gave me these baseballs. And right. uh, one how much of them, is that? this is Rocher, Dusty Rhodes. Um, here, Willie Mays is on this one. Wow. It's kind of hard to see, but it's right here at the bottom, Willie Mays. And then I got Roy Campanella and Jackie Robinson right on this one. Mm-hmm. So this these my ba- my dad gave me these three baseballs. He's not with us anymore. And um, I looked up. I think one of them might. They're worth thousands, and uh, I would. You know, short of you giving me life-changing money, I would I would never sell them. So it doesn't really matter to me. It's just I'm going to keep them. The other cool things I have at baseball is I went and saw uh, Tim Tebow play minor league baseball. Nice. But at the game, Pete Alonzo was playing. Nobody knew who he was, and I yelled over wow. on the gate. I go, hey, Pete. And everyone's looking at me like, who the hell is Pete? So Pete Alonzo came and uh, signed the baseball too. That's cool. And then the third, the last baseball I'll show you is um, I was at the opening day and I was able to get a ticket, even though they didn't, they weren't given much to, when they opened up the new uh, stadium for the Gator baseball team against Miami last year. And I caught the first home run ball, which was uh, in, in ever for the park. Wow. So you didn't, those, wait, are, those are some of my favorite. The first uh, home run ball in the park you caught. Yeah. What part of the field were you in? I was in the right field berm. Nice. Yeah, there was no one else Damn. there. It was cold. Everyone was in seats. I'm like, let's just hang out here. This is great. You you caught it in air or it hit, it hit ground first and then you got no, it? It dropped right in front. There's a really cool there's a really cool video because we were all over uh we were all over Sports Center and all of the sports highlights. They just kept showing us. Ever heard of it? But this is a great photo of uh the guy running, the ball up in the air, and that's me and my and Frankie. You know Frankie, and the ball lands right in front of us. And the the Miami guy is like jumping up on the. Uh... That's awesome. That's a great photo. Now back to the 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 other the greatest game of all football. So John Elway attracted you. You liked John Elway. You thought he was awesome because he denied playing baseball, and. Um, you know what's the funny thing is I see a little bit of John Elway and Joe Burrow. So would you yeah. say you're you're leaning towards the Bengals in this game? 
No, I am not. Um, although I think it's going to be a close game. So the the Rams, when they traded for Stafford, uh, the Rams mm-hmm. were my pick in the NFC to to. I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl before the season started. I back thought they in were, August. Back in August, I thought they were going to be playing the Bills, which I still think they should be playing. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I got to tell you, I've done a one eighty on Joe Burrow. I thought he was product of the system in college. Obviously I was very biased against him and I just, I wasn't a big fan and he kind of did for, what, for the people. Why were you biased against him? Oh, I mean, I'm a big Gator fan, so I hate right. LSU. And, um, but he turned around. It's very similar to what happened with Peyton Manning. And I didn't think Peyton Manning was bad. I just didn't like him because he was on Tennessee and he's one of my favorite players, not on the Broncos. I love Peyton Manning when he was in the NFL and I'm really, you know, I, I like, Burrow, I just think he's he's great. I, I, he's got a great personality, and um, I think he's going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be this year. Are you sure? Because some are calling the Bengals the NFTs and the crypto of of the NFL right now. You don't want to miss out on this meteoric rise. But... Yeah, I think uh, I I would if I was going to put money on it, which I don't. I would put my money on the Rams to win. Never gamble. I don't never gamble. I just don't. I don't gamble often. Oh, okay, I gamble every single weekend on football. So this this end of the season is very good for my bank accounts. All right, that's good. <laughs> although although I I will say, I've been on a little hot streak lately, and um, but now I'm in so many like Super Bowl squares that I, I think I might not even bet on the game. But we're gonna get to some prop bets. Um, okay, okay so. You're what do you, going do you with do parlays. Do you like par? I like parlays. Um, you know what my favorite thing to do is unders. I like Under. I like betting unders because the public loves overs, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. So I think, well, if the public's betting heavily on overs all the time, then that means Vegas is going to go ahead and pull the old, uh, pull the old strings to make the under happen. So you I bet the under in the KC Bengals game. And I won won some good money. But the problem is I've been betting against the Bengals every single round because statistically their DVOA is terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. There's no way they should be winning any of these games. And uh, I got crushed on the Titans game, your boy Tannehill. And um, I don't like and then And then I I only – and then – oh, and the Raiders too. I had bet the – Well, you want to know everyone bets the overs? Yes, for the most part, you're not out of it. You always have a chance to win. That's true. And it's way more fun to watch when you're not like, God damn it. I wish this game was not as exciting. (laughs) So my brother in fantasy, he was in the Super Bowl, and he lost the Super Bowl on the, uh, I think, the Steeler game. And Najee Harris ran a meaningless touchdown in. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Not the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl of fantasy football. Oh, got it. I was like, yeah, Najee Harris runs a meaningless touchdown that had nothing to do. The game was won, and he just runs in with like 30 seconds left. And my brother lost the Super Bowl by like two and a half points. Wow, that sucks. That's fantasy, though, man. That's like, it's like a twist of the knife. All right. So you like the Rams. Now, do you like them with the points? Do you like them minus four is where we're at right now? Um, Probably I would lay the points, but I w- okay. I think it's going to be close. You think it's going to be a close game? Yeah. And I like the over, even though I think I think 
Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of yards. I think the points will be I, – eh, the over-under maybe. I, but I think they're going to drive a lot on each other and fail to mm-hmm. score. And we'll talk about one of the prop bets that I really like, which probably won't surprise anyone. You're rooting for your your heart is with the Rams. It feels like your heart is with the Rams. Well, I picked them at the beginning of the year, so you kind of like want to be. But right. that's the only reason. No, I think they're a better team. Um, okay. I think they're a better team top to bottom. But I think that it's you know it's an unusual game for me because I like both of these these teams, so I won't be unhappy with whoever wins. Which usually okay. I'm, I've been rooting against. You know, I usually have pick a side. There's a lot of teams I don't like that I always want to lose. They like the Patriots. Um, as being a Broncos fan, I don't root for the Chiefs. Um, I hate the, the you know the Cowboys, uh, the Steelers, Ravens. I don't like any of those teams. Well, that's disappointing. <laughs> All right, so let's let's do storylines after the game. Then Bengals win the game. What's the top storyline? Because to me, it's Joe Burrow is now the face of the NFL. Yeah, I don't know if he's the face of the NFL, but if, if Joe Burrow will have to be I think he's got to be the only he's got to be the favorite to win the MVP if the Bengals win I don't know who else is gonna be able to unless some defensive player makes like a INTD and a, you know a couple of picks or something it's got it's gonna be Burrow uh, maybe it could be Chase but if Chase is having that great of a day you gotta under you gotta think that Burrow's doing fairly well too and um so I think you know if the Bengals win yeah Burrow Burrow's the hero you don't think he's the face? Who do you think is well, the face? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, why not Mahomes? Everyone thought Mahomes. Well, Mahomes is going to be sitting there thinking, what happened? Yeah. Well, they, he used to be the face of the NFL. Now Joe Burrow's the face of the NFL. But everyone thought Mahomes and the Chiefs were going to be the next dynasty. And, you know, they won one. And maybe you never know if you're going to get back. I mean, the, the AFC, you got Burrow, you got Allen. Um, there's a lot of teams that can beat the Chiefs. So I don't know. Uh, does does Patrick Mahomes then become Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he could be. I mean, I would take Burrow over Mahomes, I think. Wow. And yeah. yet, not the face of the NFL. Well, I think <laughs> if, he wins, I, if he wins. Because I don't know. Like, I think there's times when there isn't really the face of the NFL. There's just like a group of people. And I put them – I put him maybe at the top of that group. Maybe not calling him like, you know – the, the face of the NFL in the way that I think might... Patrick Mahomes was the face of the NFL after the, yeah, I think he was yeah. after that point, but he was also, I don't know. He was more flashy in the way I think it was the way he did it. And I, and by the way, I think all that flashiness and his elusiveness, I think that's what cost him the game a suit being in the Super Bowl. He was trying to get all cute and it, it really cost his team. Well, I said this on the last podcast. I think the chiefs are trying to win the way that they wanted to win. Instead of winning the way that the Bengals were giving them to win. Yeah, and what fair. I mean by that is the Bengals defensive coverage was allowing them to just do checkdowns, which they did in the first half. And which is why they were up in the second half. I think the chiefs were like, no, we're going to win how we want to win. And we're going to chuck the ball. And uh, it didn't work out for him. No. Okay. I met I met so, Burrow at the Fanatic Super Bowl party. He was at the Fanatic Super Bowl party. Uh, he was actually chilling with uh, Urban Meyer, which if you know anything about Burrow's story, Urban Meyer basically said, look, we're going to take Dwayne Haskins over you. And, and that's when he left and he went to LSU and the rest is history. And you can mm-hmm. argue that he wouldn't 
be where he is today if he was on Ohio State instead of LSU. So it's just well, crazy. Urban Meyer like, always seems to make the right decisions. So <laughs> he was for a while. Yeah, that might <laughs> that might have been the downfall. That might have been his the, the first of his bad decisions. I mean, by the way, Mark Cuban. Quick, quick take. Quick take on Urban Meyer. Does he ever coach coach again? Yeah, he'll coach again if he wants to. Okay. If he wants to, he doesn't have to. He's got so much money. At this fanatics party, Mark Cuban in a in a Mavericks t shirt, sleeveless, just hanging out. Everyone dressed to the nines. Mark Cuban, sleeveless, Dallas Mavericks shirt, and it's like, ah, I don't give a shit. Wow, I'll tell you what. I'd like to see Mark Mark Cuban in a sleeveless shirt, if you feel me. Yeah. I always knew I wasn't going to be gay. All right, so the <laughs> the uh, uh, the Bengals, all right, you like the Rams. You like laying the points. Okay, what I wanted to ask here, our good friend, Brent Meckler, not from Cincinnati. Am I correct in saying that? Correct. Okay. Huge Cincinnati fan. Why? You have to ask him. Was I don't, he back I, in 1988? Back in 1988, when your twin brother was dropping three balls and and saying what, and and was like flamethrower, and you were like, "Oh, the Bengals are playing." Was Brent also at that point in time thinking, "Oh, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. I'm also 12." I like this. I like their little stripy helmets. I like uh, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, you know, I, by the way, get ready for a Super Bowl of Chris Collinsworth. He's announcing the game. My God, it's going to be annoying. But you think he just saw the the little fun little helmets and was like, I like the Bengals. And then from then on out was a Bengals fan. I'm a Bronco fan. I'm also a Roy. I grew up a Royals fan, a Seattle SuperSonics fan. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I just, there were weird reasons when you're young, sometimes you pick a team and you're a player guy. I was player. I mean, Dale, yeah, Bron- I have a, I have a, you uh, liked yeah. Kemp. No, it was Dale Ellis. He's my favorite basketball uh, okay. player of all time. Kemp came a little bit later, but um, speaking of Super Bowl, I need Tony Romo to call the Super Bowl. He's my favorite announcer. I think he's great. And I, and I hated so him. They, so they did a rotation. Yeah. Right. He actually did Sean McVay's last Super Bowl versus the Rams. Okay. I mean, versus oh. the Patriots. The Rams versus the Patriots. Yeah, I love – I hated him as a player because I can't stand the Cowboys. I think he's – I'll watch him, and and I love it. He's great. Right. Well, get ready. Well, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be Chris Collinsworth just over and over saying – I still think he's good. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got to say, I, I – you know – just watching this team just brings back memories, you know. I, I, Jamar Chase. What, what more can you say about him? That's what he's going to be doing the entire game. But announcers, I cannot on... stand Chris Collinsworth. Uh, he's a Gator too, but uh, you know, and he loves Aaron Rodgers. In fact, in one of the Green Bay games, he said. You look at Aaron Rodgers, we were talking to him before the game, and I'll tell you what, this guy is just so honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, these guys, the announcers actual, have to – Actual quote from the game. The announcers have to slurp on players, and they just – they say the same stuff. You know, it's just they're they're trying to entertain. 
They're trying to say what the audience, they think the audience might want to hear. I don't know. One more thing. I'm going to try and convince you for the Bengals before we get to the Rams because I've got a couple Rams questions. You like the Rams. Now, part of my gambling manifesto, which, as the listeners know, is quite extensive, but at the top of that list is never bet against a team of destiny. And if this Bengals team doesn't feel like a team of destiny, by the way, before the season were predicted to only win eight games was the over under. If they don't feel like a team of destiny, I don't know who is. You you could argue that the Rams have uh, a destiny kind of feel with the Stafford never played. You can't buy destiny. Uh, well, I, look, he, McVay, they were there. They probably should have won the last game they were at. Um, you know, there's just I, I, I don't I'm not saying they're a team of destiny. I'm saying they have you a think the Rams like should have won the last Super Bowl they were in. I think it's more of like this is their year. It feels like this is their time. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So you think that the Rams, who bought their entire team pretty much during the season, too. Well, who won last year? Tampa. Yeah, how'd they win? Uh, they got Tom Brady. Okay. Well, how'd they get that's Tom Brady? it. That's it. They didn't and, look and at Gronk. Him. Gronk is way past his prime. It was all about Gronk is the, is the best man, tight end in the history of Super Bowls. Oh well, first of all, that's not true. He's been injured for half of. How did the Broncos win their last? That's not. That's not true. How the Broncos win? Yeah, stay on the Broncos, dude. You need to stay on the Broncos because Gronk has been injured in half of the Super Bowls that he's been in. Listen, in fact, it's one of the reasons why they lost to the Giants. There's a lot more teams winning Super Bowls by buying them than being a team of destiny. No, that's what I'm saying, though. You never bet against the team of destiny. If the team that buys is usually the one that wins. Maybe the Giants. You put the Giants. The Giants. But I can name just Patriots. No, the Patriots, when they won their first one, was a team of destiny. Yeah, and then they won seven because they (laughs) bought. They didn't buy. They got rid of everyone after the Super Bowls. They were like, oh, we're not paying you. No, get out of here. What's the Patriot way? Yeah, In fact, I, I'd argue that the Patriots are a team of destiny every single time they won the Super Bowl. Adam, have you won more money betting this year than you've lost on the NFL? Yes, I have. Okay. How much more? Like a lot? 70, no, 70%? No, it's like 500 bucks. It's like 500 But, but you're, you're, and you're winning. It's like, are you 50 like no, It's like 56, 57%. All right. Yeah. So you got a 50-50 shot. Which, by the way, speaking of no, 50, no, 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 no. I'm betting the Rams. No. <laughs> by the way, I like the Rams. That's another thing that my listeners know. Whoever I pick, you choose the opposite. You'll make a good amount of money. And, um, but I, I'm just saying, part of the manifesto is never bet against the team of destiny. And the Bengals feel like a New York Giants type team, where it's like. Oh, they shouldn't win. They've they've got one of the worst DVOAs, still 17. Uh, they have no offensive line. Okay. They haven't had a run game in a couple in a throughout the playoffs, haven't had a run game. But yet they got sacked nine times in Tennessee, and yet they win every time. This is a team of destiny. I'm just saying it's a yeah, warning. I, I, I mean, I don't think there's a, a lot warning. of people gonna I don't think there's a lot of people going to be shocked if the Bengals win. I, so 
you know, I think it's right. I think people think it could go either way and there'll be Bengals will be a trendy pick. Right. Okay. But you're staying, I couldn't convince you. You're sticking with the Rams. No, I'm staying with the Rams to win the game. All right. Let's go. Let's go to prop bets. You know what my favorite prop, prop bet is? No. Okay, thank you for answering me. Um, <laughs> uh, I like I like our boy, Kick Fearson. Uh, hundred to one, hundred hundred to one MVP odds. Oh no, he's he won't be MVP. But the, the prop bet that I like is McPherson to get two field goals. Yeah, I mean that's that's. Um, there's also the one where um, within. 30 yards field goal. I like uh, betting bet against the within 30 yards, because can you see either of these teams at the goal line on fourth and one kicking a field goal? Yeah, probably not. I like, um, I like uh, there, there being a safety. I think that someone told me there's, there's a, there's a pretty good odds. If you can, if they have a safety, I'm always going to take tails, right? Tails never fails. I'm going to take the over on the anthem. Um, just, just let's pause there. Let's pause there. Do you know the fun fact? The team that has won the coin toss at the beginning of the Super Bowl has lost seven straight times. Really? No, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. By the way, the let's go to the next one. The national anthem through my Twitter sources is clocking in it under. Right, but it's going to go over. You think so? Yeah. Because I, I took the under last year, and I, I got it. Yeah, but I think like 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, there's it's it's going to go over. Okay. You like the Gatorade color being orange? I like it being blue. Someone told me 8 okay. of 10 has been orange. I like it being blue, and I think Even I like Even though the it. Bengals are – Right. I oh. think the blue, if the Rams will win, it'll be blue. Think about the Rams because I'm not going against my team of destiny. Yeah, of course not. And then, uh, you know. Well, by the way, by the way, the last eight have been orange or blue. Go Gators. Yeah. The last yellow. Yellow is never, never part of it. I like uh, I like Cooper Cup on these prop bets. Like he's going to go over 100 yards. I think he's you know what I love over 30. Um, Van Jefferson. I think he's going to get over 30 yards. I think uh, Chase is like 70 yards. He's going to go over. I think there's going to be – I think you're going to have two 300-yard passers in the game. Okay. Bet I love, speaking of Cooper Cup, Rams win money line. Cooper Cup, 80-plus yards. Parlay that. I mean, if the Rams win, Cooper Cup will have over 80 yards. Yeah. Agree or disagree? I, I can't imagine them winning without that. Although Beckham could be the, the main guy if they just say, look, we're not going to let Cooper uh, beat us. But I don't think they have the defense to do that. No, I agree. And so if you want to just get straight up even money, and if you really believe in the Rams and you don't like the four points, which I am a little afraid of, then you could just say, all right, I know the Rams are going to win. And I know if they win, then Cooper Cup will have to have over 80 yards. Bet that, easy money, double up. I, I love like that. E- I love I'm that not bet. a big fan of even odds betting. I'd rather bet something that gives me some, you know, odds. Like 
even the the uh, like the, the coin the the coin flip, you're at a negative thing because they add in right. It's you're 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 not even it's not even a fifty fifty bet if you pick it. Well, they have to they have to make a nickel off you. Yeah. Okay. Well, so they're <laughs> so they don't care what it Vegas gets. can't give you even odds of it. They still have to make their money. Yeah. All right. So how about this? Plus two thirty for MVP. Anyone outside of quarterback? I could uh, I could see that happen again. You get an alien TD, a fumble. Um, look, if McPherson kicks four field goals and they win in a low scoring game, he could win hundred to one. Hundred yeah. to one. I mean, I'm not betting it, but I, I would take. I would put some money on uh, outside of quarterback. What about Mixon forty to one? No, I, I'm not. A, I don't think either one of these running backs are going to go crazy. I like. I I thought Sonny Michelle would be a much bigger player on the Rams than he's been, and I know they they like uh, they've been giving it Acres, and Acres fumbled the ball a few times, and I mean they had some trouble holding on to the ball. I don't. I don't like either one of the running backs to to go crazy. Odell twenty five to one MVP. Yeah, people. I think people would pick outside of the quarterbacks. I think they might pick him to be, you know, you're looking at him and Chase and maybe Cup. But again, they got to find a way to not let Cup just run down the. You know, he's unbelievable. The season he had is just it's incredible. Yeah, he was the classic like white guy deceptive speed that all announcers say. I tell you what, Al. I'll tell you what. This guy's got deceptive speed, which means white um rams are yeah i agree with you do not uh, bet on the on the rams running game rams are only averaging 2.9 yards per carry in the playoffs by the way one question i would have for you for the odell portion is odell validated now Is he validated? I mean, I thought he was a like, great player. Like all the all the Cleveland drama is he now validated in saying, "Look, all that drama was because Baker Mayfield has a QBR within the the bottom five, and I'm a very good player." And uh, look, I'm a leader bad. now. I'm a leader on the Rams. He's yeah, not, he's a he's leader. His, I think he's turned it around, and a lot of that has to do with the people around him, the team he's on. But I thought he had a terrible attitude. He said and did some stupid shit when he was in Cleveland. So, you know, I don't know that it was undeserved, but I, I'm not a fan of any of these receivers who are complaining, you know, and, and you know, complaining about the quarterback and not getting the ball enough. It's like, you know, the Mishon Johnson uh, back in the day. Was that before your time? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Mishon Johnson. Oh, I thought you said Mishon. Well, that's what we called him, Mishon Johnson, because it was always about me. Oh. Yeah, and he was a possession receiver, so that must have been frustrating. Yeah, but, I mean, look, you're... Although he was he was never near the, the Broncos, so you shouldn't even care, have cared about him. <laughs> I can't. There's a lot of great receivers on bad teams, so... You know, I, I, I'm, if you're good, you'll get open. I don't care. And your quarterback will find you enough times. Right. Rod Smith, best, best, uh, Broncos receiver. Quick take. Uh, or, or is it Jerry Judy? No, I love Jerry Judy. Another guy I hated in college and I love Judy. No, I'm like a, 
back in the old school, like Vance Johnson and uh, and um, okay, yeah, well, those, Rod those, Smith's pretty back in the day, dude. I mean, yeah, Rod, Rod Smith is Rod one of the one of the better ones. Um, the, uh, Sharp, I think, is is one of the better tight ones. End. Tight, tight end. end. Um, man, why am I drawing up Mark Jackson and Vance Johnson, the two guys that LA was riding? Uh, Demarius Thomas. Thomas is was great too. Yeah. Team Tebow. <laughs> to Demarius yeah. Thomas for eighty. That was great. First play in overtime against the Steelers. Um, Tebow I can't was believe good. I didn't Tebow. know you were a Broncos fan. Yeah, that must he, have been your heaven when Tim Tebow was on the. Broncos. Well, I was happy about it, you know, but I also said, "Look, if you get a chance to get Peyton Manning, that's the right move." So, right. I don't know that the Broncos. I think other NFL teams didn't give Tebow the right chance, like the Jets and the Patriots. But, um, well, not the Patriots because they have Brady, but uh, the Patriots shouldn't have gotten him. Um, but the Broncos, they gave him a chance. He did well for them, and uh, I think he's. He, he should have had an opportunity to be an NFL quarterback, but he was never, I don't think he was going to be the next Joe Burrow or a Joe Burrow, but he could have been, there's a lot of bad quarterbacks out there starting for teams and not winning games and never winning a playoff game. I agree. Um, it's, it's a shame what happened to him. Do you think Brent as a giant Bengals fan that he is, has any, <sighs> How about this? Let's put it. Let's put it in perspective for you. Would you have any uh, any uh, hesitations, any misgivings, if the Broncos drafted an LSU product at quarterback? It depends. I mean, i i wouldn't I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to root for them. But once they're on your team, you kind of just have to, especially at quarterback. You know, like Jerry Judy again. I I liked I liked him as a player in Alabama. I thought he was the best receiver in the uh, in the country. So I'll root for him. But yeah, right. there's just players I don't want on my team, and and some of them are from teams that I don't like, and some of them are just players that I've watched enough to be like, look, I don't I don't think he's going to be very good. But uh, I'd yeah. have a hard pro. I'd have a hard time rooting for an LSU person. Yeah, you you do it though. If your team, if he, what are you going to do? Not like not root for your team. It's an option. No, uh, I'm I'm a much bigger college fan, the Gators, than I am pros. You know, so but I still root for right. the Broncos. I'll always root for the Broncos. What? Uh, Meanwhile, speaking take. of like not rooting, quick for take. Team, how about take. how about Flores and the and the and the and Ross and the Dolphins? Like, what happens if they get a, 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 like? There's proof that he said, "I'll give you a hundred grand." to tank a game that's nuts well that happened that definitely happened well then he's gonna lose owners do that all the time like that was actually not that surprising to me um he'll never uh well ross is what is one of the most insane people in the entire world um all you have to do is go on to any sort of local blog and you you want to look up some steven ross stories Go check it out. Yeah, he's I, uh he's a nutball. Um, but the problem, quick take on Flores, by the way, because uh, that's insane what he did. Um, will never get another NFL head coaching job for sure. No, no way, absolutely no way. I, I, but, might, but, but. He need you know I I respect what he did but my God you are 
done, dude. Look, I think he might get a job down the line. Here's what I'll say. The Rooney rule is just really dumb. It's just a dumb rule because they'll never be able to enforce it. You're forcing teams to to give a token interview when they know they – Your boys on the Broncos showed up wasted. Yeah, I know. that's what he said. Elway said he was. Uh, it was like uh, you know overnight flight. But anyway, I, I don't care if he ch- look. It's just a dumb rule because you can't enforce it. Now you're forcing. There's a better way to do it, and I don't know what that is, but there's a better way to do it. And you, you can't argue that a lot of these you know black coaches are not getting jobs. They keep recycling the same people, and uh, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't know how they. Well, fixed it, I wanted. I wanted the Bears to get. Flores and we got Eberflus who's whatever you know I mean he's okay but Flores is clearly better but you know in the owners group thread chat that they have Ross is like do not hire this guy that's what happened okay let's not act like these owners aren't in like a secret society they definitely talk to each other and Ross is like this guy would not meet Tom Brady on my yacht and he would not lose. So fuck him. And then all the other owners did the same. Hugh Jackson already came out and said that the Browns owner did the exact same thing. He offered him money to lose. Here's, like, here's what I'd like to say. I am always, and I should never be amazed by anything that happens anymore because I feel like we've seen everything. I'm always amazed at what people will put in writing. It's crazy what, you, yeah. what people are willing to put in writing. And and that's why I only have conversations in person now, Matt. <laughs> You're probably text messages. You'd be in trouble if anyone caught wind. Oh my god! Well, Joe Rogan just got in trouble. I was like for his podcast, and I was like, I heard you. I talked to my buddy. I was like, well, if they take a look at my but that was over 15 years. If they took a look at my podcast for eight months, they they would crucify me. Anyway, yeah, I think the on. whole the whole N word thing with Rogan, by the way. Um, Look, that was a long time ago. I think it's fair for him to say I was embarrassed. I never should have done it. I'm more I'm more worried about his current situation and the attitude that he has and, and the whole thing. But, you know, people that did something 10 years ago, 12, you're a different person. I, I don't know. If I ever – and I consider myself at the upper end of being a good person – but I've done a lot of shit that people would be if if I if they found out about it, I'd be done probably. And some of it was just joking around. You know, Joe Rogan's a very good stand-up comedian. His his material is right. great, but he's not acting as a comedian when he's doing his show. Is a difference. I agree. I'm still gonna listen to him. Yeah, that's um, fine. He. Uh... I've listened to all of his stand-up, and I, I already know kind of many of the jokes that he was referring to in that. But let's be honest. He then apologized, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep listening to it. The COVID stuff is troublesome, but yeah. um, the worst thing he ever did was sign that Spotify deal. You'd, once you sign that deal, then this is what happens. Like He could have just stayed making a lot of money on all podcast networks on YouTube, but he signed that Spotify deal. So he gets what's coming to him. All right, let's get back to the game here. Um, okay. Let me see if I got any other prop bets. Oh, I love this one. Love this one. You think it's me a close game? Yeah. No kneel down in the game. 
plus 140. I'll take that. I'll take I like that one a lot. Game. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Um, question. Is this game bigger for Sean McVay or Matthew Stafford? Hmm. It's got it's got to be Stafford because he has such a. I mean, I think that he he's ha- he's gonna have a more of an impact on the result. So I think it's Stafford. But if it yeah, wasn't older, but he's probably the only quarterback. Like if it was Goff, it would be McVay. If it was, you know, if they brought someone else in, so Stafford's probably the only one. You know, because he's favored to win, and he got there. But I think it's I think it's Stafford. It's a bigger bigger game on Stafford. Um, but I could see them being back again. So, you know, I, I think as long as McVay can get some offense going, and it's not the offense that almost loses the game, which it sort of almost happened in the last game. Um, you know, I think it's more on Stafford. Got it. Um, I believe you are correct because, um, I mean, let's be honest. Sean McVay could be like coaching the Jags in like thirty years and win the Super Bowl. Like yeah. Stafford, this is it so for young. him. Um, all right, let's go to a commercial break real quick. Sixty iterations off the central finite curve. There's a Rick that works more with wood than polarity plating. His name is Simple Rick, but he's no dummy. He realized long ago that the greatest thing he'd ever create was his daughter. I love daddy! We captured that moment. We run it on a loop through Simple Rick's mind. And the chemical that makes his brain secrete goes into every Simple Rick's Simple Wafers wafer cookie. Come home to the impossible flavor of your own completion. Come home to Simple Rick. (laughs) Unofficial sponsor, of course. (laughs) Yes, Simple Rick's. Um... If the Bengals win, they would then come off the list of teams that have not ever won a Super Bowl. Can you name the other 11? I think I can. And part of the reason why it's easy for me to do is being a Bronco fan who had lost so many. We lost five. uh, Five. Um, So, you know, the first thing you start to go to mm-hmm. is the teams like the bills who lost all of them. And then the Vikings who lost a ton. And then you yes. go to, the, yeah. and then you go to the the newer teams like the Jags and the, uh, and the Panthers. And yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And then um, the, uh, the Titans never won. They made it, but they never won. Um, the Browns never won because they suck. Correct. The Chargers never won. Correct. Um, trying to think of the teams that lost a bunch. Um, how many am I at? Um, you've got. Wait a second. Let me count up the ones that you have not said yet. You did. Did you? Uh, did you say the Panthers? Yeah, I did say the Panthers. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm missing a few, but um, who else are the expansion teams? You're missing, th- you're missing three teams. Three teams. You are on the right track with a newer team. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Texans never won. 
Right. Okay. So you got two more here. And um, one of them might be vindicated with a Super Bowl win, by the way. Well, you said the Bengals. Well, yes, yes. Oh, and the Rams. But, but, no, no, the, the Rams have won with Kurt Warner. I'm saying oh, right. because of a player on one of these teams. Oh, the Lions, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And, then there's, and now you have one more. Um, and um, this team, I'll give you a hint. This team has been in a Super Bowl. They've been in a and it it's been pretty recent too. Some some would call it the big the biggest choke job in in in. Oh NFL. right, the Falcons. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons have not won. Yeah, is that crazy to see some of these teams that uh, and very easily like the Titans could have had one very easily. The Falcons should have one. Um, the Falcons were also in the 1998 season in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was the Broncos beat them. Yes. Uh, Jamal Anderson. Wasn't that when he had like so, – someone had a hooker at the – one of the I, players I think, got a hooker like right the night before. For the Falcons? Yeah. Uh, I believe that was – yes. Jamal Anderson was the running back, but the, there was a defensive player. I can't remember his name. I figured that happens at every Super Bowl. <laughs> you would think. I mean, the Bills easily should have a Super Bowl win. Uh, right. Vikings too. These are teams that lost multiple close games. Would you um, say that the Bills are the closest of all of these teams to win a Super Bowl? In the past? No, right now, moving forward. Oh. Uh, or would you I've say it's the Bengals? <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to get a bet against the Bengals if they're playing in it now. But Well, you I, still got the Chargers and you still I, got the Titans. I would think if the that the Bills will be the next – the, the the Bengals and the Bills, obviously, uh, I would th- I think the Bills will be there next year. So oh, oh, oh wait a second, you forgot one. My bad, my bad. You got one more. One more. Um, and they have a um, they have a QB that's actually recently been deleting posts of. Uh, Oh, right, the Cardinals. <laughs> there you go. I don't understand this guy. He just deletes all of this. Like, what What are we, three years old? He also deleted all of his family pictures, though, too. So I don't know if that really means yeah, that. Yeah, maybe not. The Cardinals. By the way, minus 500 odds, um, or plus, sorry, plus 500 odds right now that Kyler Murray is a Buccaneer next season. Really? What are they going to give up? Is he a free agent or they have to trade for him? Uh, They'd have to trade for him. What what are they going to give up? I mean, picks? Picks. That's another thing with the Rams. um, Their whole strategy has been like picks rounds one through three mean nothing to us. And so that's how they got Ramsey, Odell, Von Miller, and Matthew Stafford, and it's worked out for him. Yeah, but there's a lot of should other should other teams adopt this? Not always. It just depends. I mean, some you you have to. I mean, that's a lot of people they got. It's not that easy to accumulate that type of talent. Doesn't matter how many picks you give up. So I don't know. I think that I look. I think Trask can play. You know. Are they built to win right now without Brady? I don't know that they are. So why 
putting Murray in there is just going to make them win. I, I would, I would not do that. Conspiracy theory. San Fran trades Jimmy G to Tampa Bay for the rights to Tom Brady. If he were to ever come back. No, he's Brady said the other day, like never say never, but he's, yeah. he's not, he's not going to come back. I know there was other people who they were talking the other day about people called up breeze and they called up, um, who's the, uh, who's the chargers, um, rivers. And these guys were all called and nobody, nobody pulled the trigger. I, I don't think Brady will come back. And I, the, the, what is J- Jimmy G what's he going to do? He's not here. Here's a, here's a, here's my prop bet. Is, Question, is just one, one comment on that. Be, one comment before I, before we move on, because you said Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, none of them are aliens. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I just, I don't see him doing it. I don't, I don't, I would say he's not going to play. How crazy is it? We didn't even mention this, that for the second year in a row, the home team is playing in the, the host team is playing in the Super Bowl. Right. We Never had, happened before. We had 50, 54 Super Bowls without it happening. And now it happens and now in two in a row. And, and we an saw that was a big, by the way, we saw that was a big deal last year in Tampa. Um, I believe we all thought that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to win that game. And um, I'll tell you what, that, that home mean. field advantage was a big deal. And it might be a big deal this year, except they've they've had problems uh, playing in that stadium all year with the opposing fans. Well, so it's probably not, not as good. Although that stadium is one of those NBA stadiums where they're like, they cannot let any silence happen. So they're always going to be like, let's give it up. It, it always feels kind of like a strip club. Let's give it up for the blah, blah. And it's like, dude, it's like a timeout. Calm down. It's the nicest stadium I've ever been in in my life. I saw a game there in September, and uh, it was the ju- it was uh, against the Bears opening weekend, which was a crazy. Just the, the whole the way that game ended was basically it was nuts. And then I went the next night to the Raiders oh, yeah. Ravens game on Monday night, and that game was I, I never, that was the craziest ending I've ever seen in a game. And and that's a nice stadium too, but they spent like two, three times the amount of money on it. And it's not even half as nice. And it's nice. The SoFi stadium and the, the screen that they have, uh, it's man, it's the nicest stadium I've ever been in. You don't find it annoying that that, cause I was, I was hearing it over the TV. You don't find it annoying that they have to fill every silence. No, I don't. What do I care? I don't, I don't care. Well, you're an older guy, dude. <laughs> you know, you, you're, you, you're, an, you're getting to be an older guy. I'm getting to be an older guy, but it, and I know that because I was listening to the game, and I'm like, "Will they let some silence happen?" <laughs> the uh, yeah, I don't, I don't care about that. The this the, the jumbotron is like sweet. The one at Dallas in Jerry's World, it, it's obnoxious. That stadium stinks. If I never watch a game in that stadium, really, I'll, I'll be happy. Oh, that's one on my bucket list. No, don't you go. would you go would to, recommend SoFi? Go to SoFi, yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of being old, do you feel old watching football or Gators basketball or anything else now? Because I feel very old. I'm like I'm watching Joe Burr and I'm like, oh God. It's crazy how long ago the 
like some of the glory days of my teens were, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel old. Because I felt that. weird when Tom Brady announced retirement. I, I felt, it felt a little weird. I thought he'd play one more year. He said he'd play till 45. I thought he played till 45, but I understand why he did it. Um, I can't, I hate that Adam Schefter ruined his moment. Well, that was the whole reason that Tom Brady said that, oh, wait, I haven't decided yet because if we remember back in the day, Adam Schefter broke deflate gate. So Tom Brady hates Adam Schefter. But Adam Schefter's gave, a piece of shit, by the way. Somebody, we, gave Adam Schefter, that out there? somebody gave Adam Schefter the scoop, and it had yeah. to have come from Brady's camp. Right. Right, but, but the, Tom Brady didn't know about it. Well, then he needs to figure out who the mole is. This could be the next reality show on TV. Well, Adam Schefter, for doing that and doing the Aaron Rodgers thing, has become one of my least favorite people. And Schefter, where, you know where his career started? I used to like him. I used to like him. No, where did he start? His career started with the Broncos. He was a beat uh, writer, reporter for the Broncos. He also tore his ACL doing the gritty. <laughs> what uh i was at the i was at a bar mitzvah this weekend and i won like an award doing the wobble what's your favorite line dance do you do the wobble is the the wobbles by vic right yeah where he does wobble wobble or the cupid oh, shuffle you a wobble or a cupid shuffle guy um no i would prefer the wobble to the cupid shuffle Cupid Shuffle's so played. I like the okay, Soldier those, Boy. I like the you. Yeah, that's. I'm a wobble guy, but he, both. Of Randy them, Moss I, used to do that. Remember when he scored a touchdown? The, he did the Superman. The you. Is there anything more embarrassing than the turnover chain when you're down three touchdowns and? Um, no, they have many issues. Um, a, a quick preview. What do you think of the Gators? football because I, I i'm in love with our qb yeah i he needs to play better but i think this the, the ceiling's high with him um i i think that uh i'm excited i think there's i mean we could beat every team on our schedule i don't think i don't know i don't know that we will but we can go into every game and i think we will have a show we have we have running backs we didn't even play last year who i think could be just as good as you know, Pierce and, and by the way, Pierce was killing it in the senior bowl and it's going to be a first round draft pick possibly maybe second, I think. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, what do you think of our coach? You like that hire? Look, the jury's out. Right. But I think what he's, he's off to a good start. He's going to change the culture. He says, we're going to win my way. I like Dan Mullen. Yeah. I like him. But um, I thought Mullen was going to be great. And I think Mullen was good for a while. You know, Mullen it was one play away from being in the college football playoff. Right. Like two plays. They, they could have been th- – they were three plays away from being undefeated. Right. right? I the mean, Davis fumble against a and the LSU toss, and one play in the championship game. And you can argue if they were undefeated going into the championship game, they would have been in the playoff anyway by losing a two, only by a touchdown. So, you know, the, it's the game of inches – uh fans are the worst and let's see i I, i'm i'm excited i think he'll do well okay all right let's do some super bowl fun facts after a quick commercial break 
There's a Rick that held a factory hostage after murdering his boss and several co-workers. The factory made cookies, flavored them with lies. He made us all take a look at what we were doing, and in the bargain, he got a taste of real freedom. We captured that taste, and we keep giving it to him so he can give it right back to you and every bite of new Simple Rick Freedom Wafer Selects. Come home to the unique flavor of shattering the grand illusion. Come home to Simple Rick. Come home to Simple Rick. Um, average ticket price for the Super Bowl, five grand. Matt, do you have a Super Bowl fund just in case the Broncos go back? I have a no, I have a national championship fund. So if the Gators, the, Gators. the national championship in football, basketball, or baseball, I will be there. Baseball. Yeah, College World Series, which is a bucket list event if you've never been. I have not, and I've not even thought about it, but I'll uh, go Omaha, ahead and put it on the list. It's great. Okay, um, because I always was kind of disappointed when the Ravens made it and I wasn't there, especially knowing that the lights would go off at a certain point. And that's I don't when think things I pay more get freaky. What? What would you pay? I'd pay a thousand bucks to see the Broncos, maybe twelve hundred. I don't think I'd, I'd pay, pay two thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't know that I would. I'm not again. I'm not as back in the day I was, but once I started, you know, and this is 20 years I've been a Gator fan, 25. You know, the Gators for me is, is colleges. I used to take my grandma like shopping on Sundays, so I stopped watching a lot of football, and I was like set. It was just football Saturday for me, and I watch, I follow, I know, you know, but it's just not. It doesn't have the same feel. Yeah, I mean. That's far too much, five thousand. Far too much. Especially that means that means your top, 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 top level. I'd rather be hanging out at my place, having a few buddies over, watching the game, having a few drinks, eating a couple of chips, having a wonderful spread. But um, I don't know. I, yeah, I I don't know. I don't have a Super Bowl fun. I mean, I got, but I was I was willing to pay like three grand for the Kentucky Derby, so therefore I have to be willing to pay somewhere around that range for yeah, a Raven Super Bowl. You would think I'd like to get to the Derby. That's on my bucket list too. Um, I got um, pigs. I make my own pigs in a blanket, chicken wings, mm-hmm. and uh, spinach dip. And is that what makes a good Super Bowl party? Is the, is the spread? Yeah, I need. That's what I need to be eating on Sunday. Not the gambling. Chips. What? Not the gambling. Uh, commercials. I love the commercials. Although they've okay. been very disappointing lately. <laughs> right. You got like Matt Damon is like, remember when bravery was so brave? And then it's like, wait, what's happening? And then he's like, crypto. And it's like. You've seen that commercial, right? Where he's like walking through a space station and then he's like, courage is for the strong and brave is for the, the, the humble. McConaughey and, like, and crypto.com. McConaughey in a Buick commercial is just the biggest waste of talent and money. Really? I love McConaughey in a Buick commercial. Uh, I don't like the. I mean, I like McConaughey everywhere else. Real quick, because we got the Oscars. Best McConaughey movie. Oh, well, the best scene for me is the uh, 
is in uh, Wolf of Wall Street when he goes, "Those are rookie numbers," and he's doing this. <laughs> right. The new, the, not the, not Dallas Buyers Club when he's crying on the car ride. Well, that's that's a good one too. His new movie, which was on Netflix, I think, about the, when he's a weed guy. Have you seen it? It's called um, The White Gentleman. Boy Rick? The Gentleman. Oh, uh, oh, The Gentleman. Yes, that is a very good movie. Um, I I think he's great. I love McConaughey. You ever read that's... Green Lights? What? Green Lights is his autobiography. I haven't read it, but oh, uh, there's a song by Jordan McGraw. Doctor uh, Phil, son, is a singer. Jordan McGraw, and he's got a song called McConaughey. It's pretty funny. And then McConaughey did a uh, a, a college. Uh, he spoke at a college um, in Texas. Yeah, the the ceremony, and he, he gave a really just one of the best speeches I've heard of that type. I you should uh, Google it. But he's great. I love him, and uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with McConaughey. No, you can't. Actually, if you want green lights, his autobiography, he reads it on Audible. Just throwing it out there. I think I heard that. Yeah, he's he's got a great voice. Um, I'm looking forward to commercials. I hope they come. I hope they're better than they used to be. Um, and there's so many commercials now. I see that, but like, man, that would have been a great Super Bowl commercial. Um, I love the, the 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 you know don't be don't become your parents. Those commercials. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's not talk about great. the game and leaving the game while we're still in the parking lot. Those are good. Are you excited about the, the halftime show? I you am. Claim, you claim to be a rap fan. Yeah, even I am. Though, even I, though you don't like Wop Dad 4000. Which is, <laughs> is I, I think it's a, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see how they all kind of, how do they collaborate? There's another prop bet. Like, will any of them sing a new song? I think probably not. Absolutely but, not. But, um, I, I think they're going to sing, you know, which is good. It's a plus because the thing about the Super Bowl halftime show is they try and have it as a show and not so much like talent, like let's see me sing because you got people like they're just lip syncing. And so that really annoys me. I, I don't care to see you dancing. I want to see you sing. And right. uh, so I, oh, I'm they're excited. rappers, though. They, yeah, they half the time they don't. But for me, it'll be interesting. It's funny how they talk about like putting Snoop Dogg on there and he's got a, you know, he's done a lot of good things, but he's done a lot of bad things. And, uh, what has Snoop Lion done? That's bad. Well, I don't know. Murder was the, what was it? Murder. <laughs> Murdered who? Let's go no, to Cat Williams. Murdered who? I don't, I've known him for two weeks. He would not do something like that. <laughs> I don't like, uh, I'm not a fan of Cat Williams. I love comedy though. I do love comedy. Nate Bart Gates. You're not a fan of Cat Williams and you like comedy. What do you Yeah, I don't know. He just, I don't like him. Wait a second. Let's get to the bottom of this. You don't like Pimp Chronicles. I don't, I don't know why. I think maybe because he just, he embellishes the N word and uses it for no reason other than the fact that he keeps saying it. That's, that's hilarious because that's my mom's favorite comedian. Yeah, I don't, (laughs) I don't like him. Uh, I don't like him. Well, recently he's been an insane person for sure. I would agree with you. But if you go back in the day, Pimp Chronicles and then the, uh, the one after that were some of the best comedy. I'll take, I'll take Kevin Hart. I just saw – hey, well, D- Kevin Hart's not funny. Um, but uh, I just saw uh, in the Chicago theater here, have you ever heard of Andrew Santino? No. 
Very funny. Very funny. Yeah. You still like Dave Chappelle, even though with all the controversy? Uh, I, I don't agree with, the, you know, some, although I understand why he says some of the things he says. I don't agree with him. I still think he's funny, even as he's saying some controversial stuff. Like, I'm not above laughing at some stuff that I probably shouldn't laugh at, you know. So, you know, it's it's hard. It, it's hard for comedians. I think, you know, Chappelle is, I don't know, comedian. For me, a comedy show is almost like, look, it's a comedy show. We're going to make it fun of everything. We're going to talk about rape and the Holocaust and make fun of gay people. And, and you know, I don't, again, I laugh at stuff I probably shouldn't laugh at and stuff pe- probably people shouldn't say, but everything in context, I think. And so... Uh, I don't know. I still think his stuff is great. I, I like his older stuff better than I like his newer stuff, but I think that's the same for everyone. To me, comedy has always been, if you laugh, then it's funny. And that's that. And anything out of context, like you could take anything for a split second and make it seem horrendous from a comedy show. And so to me, it's always been like, look, we all know what's funny. We all know what's offensive. If you're laughing, then it's funny. If you're not, then you you don't have to stay. How's that? How's that? You don't have to listen to the Spotify podcast. You don't have to stay at the comedy show. You can walk out. The comedian will see you walk out. Maybe he'll say, wait a second. If too many people walk out, that's not really that funny now, is it? But if it's just you and the rest stay and they're laughing, then then it's funny, okay? And you don't have to watch it. You don't have to pay them ever again. You don't have to give them your money. And that's that's how I feel about it. And by the Anyways. way, not not a lot of people going into a Dave Chappelle show, an Andrew Dice Clay show, you know, uh, a Louis C.K. show, and not having a decent understanding about what you're getting into. Funny story like that, I'll tell you two things. One, I went and saw the South Park movie in the theaters. And right. the lady in the first like minute and a half, she had her like young kids with her and she walked right out once uncle fucker came on. And I'm like, I mean, it's an R movie. It's a cartoon. That's an R movie. Face, uncle fucker. And at one time I did go to the wrong comedy. Uh, I, I was supposed to go to the improv and I thought I was seeing this guy and I went to the Hollywood one instead of Miami and a different person showed up. So I had no idea what I was getting into. And uh, it was his name is Mitch Fattel. And his whole entire bit is about sex. And I was with my sister. And I, if you told me that some guy was going to do, and by the way, if you listen to him talk, you think he's gay. And he just talks about throwing pole around all the time. And if, <laughs> and if, and if you think, if, if you think, like, can you do a whole hour of just sex talk? It's never going to work. And this guy nails it. He kills it. Uh, so you liked it? Yeah, it was great. I would normally okay. say, like, if you told me this guy's going to talk about sex the whole time, I'd be like, there's no way he's going to pull it off. And he does. Okay, yeah. And that's what that's what I feel like. Because I actually, I the funny thing is, I saw Joe Rogan in Chicago, like, two and a half years ago. And people did walk out of it. And that's their right, you know, like he was talking about women or whatever and people walked out and it's like, okay, the majority, I would, I would never walk out. Like it, think about this. Well, if, well, well, Matt, it was, it was the women forcing their boyfriends to walk. No, I don't know that I would, but here's the thing about that is 
if, if shut I, up. If I your thought, wife was like, we're leaving, you'd be like, okay. No, we don't leave. I don't leave stuff early. I don't leave a game early. I don't leave a comedian early. We, we, we're here. I'll see you when it's done. But um, if I thought that the comedian actually meant the disgusting things that he said and not just in a joking manner, then I would, I might say something. I, I might make a, a scene, you know, but I, you know, I, for the most part, I don't think these people really believe that stuff. They're, it's, they're, they're saying half the shit's not true what they say. Even right. half their stories aren't true. Right. Actually, there's a really funny uh, bit that he did about um, a mentally challenged girl, uh, like a down syndrome girl seeing his dog and wanting to pet it blah 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 and the big payoff of the joke was he was like like um he was like oh yeah you know blah 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 and you know she was white they always are and then he let that just pause because when you think of a down syndrome girl you think of a white chick <laughs> and he's like you know how i know that's true is because I just made up that entire story. And when I said that a down syndrome girl came up to my dog, I know what you were thinking about. <laughs> and everyone died laughing, but you could see like if someone took a clip of that, right. And just took that like split second, it would seem offensive to people. Yeah. I'm telling you there's stuff I would, I will laugh at that. I, I have no business laughing because I'm all about equality and championing for, you know, the people who are, you know, disabled and at a, and disadvantaged and minority. And, but, you know, I, there's just stuff that I'll laugh at. And I just think it, some of it's funny. You could insert almost any other thing there and say the same joke about a ton of other groups of people. That would just be funny. It could be about Jews too. I mean, I don't get offended by that stuff anymore. Um, I just don't, especially in comedy. I, I agree. I mean, it's comedy. That's what I say. Although I will say this, my one of my really good friends, Charlie, at work, was really upset about the Joe Rogan thing, and so there's nothing I can say. And he's younger, right? So he's 22. There's nothing I can say to him that will make him think, "Oh, Joe Rogan's not a racist." So. You know, it's a different generation, too. I can understand it, right? I can understand it. Yeah. Because back in my day, I probably would have been whatever it was thinking the same thing. Anyways. All right. So we've come to a conclusion here. I did want to ask one thing. So Gator Championship is the highest price ticket that you would save for? Or is there something else that trumps that? Oh, I mean, it. I probably I would maybe pay more for uh, maybe an Olympic game, Olympics maybe outside of the country. Okay, um, I'm thinking maybe that might be not winter though. <laughs> probably, probably not. It'd have to be like Russia, or you know, it'd have to be Canada, U.S. hockey maybe, but in in some like crazy place that I would love to be at. Um, the only the the thing I was thinking was the only thing that I could spend more money on is if the United States is in the World Cup final and it was in like Brazil. Yeah, I would totally go. Yeah, maybe spend I, I any could, money. I could see that maybe. But Olympics, just off the top of my head, Olympics is is what 
comes to mind. What event? Well, I mean, I'd like to do something that would be like competitive, you know, but I'd all USA basketball. <laughs> basketball wouldn't be track and field, probably some maybe track and field if it's Usain Bolt. Well, he's not running anymore, but no, I, I know, him. man. I meant like let's let's Yeah, if there was like legendary the like Usain just 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 running j- jogging at the end and yeah. still breaking the world record. That'd be pretty dope to be at. How about this uh, Russian figure skater? Best in the world gets caught doping. Fill fill us in. Well, she just got I just saw it on the on the ticker on the bottom. Uh, she was like, they say she's the best, almost maybe might be the best ever. And she got caught with a uh, a banned drug. What drug? I don't know. All right. Here's another thing I wanted to get your opinion on. Barry Bonds, Hall of Fame or no? Yeah. Thank you. I mean, these guys, the Hall I was of about Fame, to get very angry. The By the way, MLB just said that they're not testing for steroids anymore. Yeah. So the, here's the thing about the Hall of Fame. There's a couple of things I want to uh, – just a couple of quick points. Tom Brady should be inducted in the Hall of Fame in the next class. On the caveat that he doesn't play and he'll be – he should be in the next – he should be in the next class. That's just – he should be. Uh, Barry Agreed. Bonds, Clemens, they all, they're all Hall of Fame worthy. Pete Rose, put him in the Hall of Fame. There's no Hall of Fame without these guys. And, right. And why do I need 17 years to figure out if someone's a Hall of Famer? You either are or you're not. I get that there's generations and there's new votes. They got to find a better way to do it. And that's whatever they're doing is not, I don't think it's a good way. Question. Couldn't they just like, this is my whole thing. Barry Bonds definitely took steroids. Game of Shadows. Great book about the whole era, by the way. Check it out. Couldn't they just say, look, it's history, right? Barry Bonds is clearly the best player I've ever seen play the game. Couldn't they just say on the on the paragraph, like, Barry Bonds, one of the best hitters ever, career marred by steroids. Yeah, of course. Done. Done. They can have a separate hall in the hall for all this. Right. Hall. It's like, and then I mean, and then to that. just slap them in the face afterwards by saying, oh, no, we're not chesting for steroids again is but- like. What a slap in the face to Barry Bonds, who is one of the only players to be walked with the the bases loaded. Yeah, so they'll tell you that Barry Bonds and Clemens and Pete Rose are, you know, they're in the hall. Like their stuff is in the hall. But you got to put them in. It's stupid at this point. And and they'll get in. They'll get in. There's other, there's some committee. It's done. done. Yeah, but there's other committees and there's, they'll get in. No, but th- in those committees, you need to know somebody. They're gonna get in. They'll be in. They're in not. Fr- Barry Bonds is not friends with anyone. They'll be, they'll get in in our lifetime. They'll be in. I would I would love that, but I yeah. I've read that you need to know somebody and you need to have a seventy percent vote in those separate committees. And Barry Bonds was a dickhead. Like, I know, but they'll get in. He he wasn't like a politically like. <laughs> Gonna I'm gonna be out. friends with you, guy. He was like, "Fuck you." Look, I'm not. I'm not claiming Barry Bonds is like a great guy. He's a piece of shit. But I'll tell you one thing: you get him on a fucking diamond, you don't want to pitch to the guy, okay? And everyone was on steroids at that time, so uh, hello. He was a Hall of Famer before steroids. It's just like so stupid. To me. The Hall of Fame is just. It's lost its luster, I think, based on some of the stuff that's happened lately. 
God, so dumb. Anyways, um, all right, so that's that. Uh, another fun fact, 108 total footballs per per team during the Super Bowl. Seems sounds, excessive. Sounds like a lot of footballs. <laughs> See, seems excessive. All right, we're at an hour 31, 30 more minutes than I wanted, but that's good. Let's Matt, let's have you back on. Yeah, anytime. I love uh, talking about sports and music and movies and yeah, all that. Maybe we could do have, have a little like uh, Oscars reaction. That'd be pretty dope. Um, okay, so you're taking the Rams. I'm minus. taking the Rams. And my you want to score? Yes. Okay, I'm taking the Rams, and I'm um, I'm taking the Rams to. Well, this is actually going to be a push. I'm taking the Rams um, 30, 34 to 30. Okay, so you, you think it pushes. Okay, got yeah. it. Any prop bets that you guarantee? I don't guarantee anything. <laughs> but I do like um, – I do like I, – I would take McPherson's going to get two field goals. I, I would feel very confident in that. I'll feel confident that uh, – that, all of the, I feel confident that Cup, Chase, and Van Jefferson will all go over in yards, and that okay, Cup will have it. one catch over thirty. You heard it here first. Parlay that and make it happen. I am guaranteeing that the Rams will win this game, and Cup will have over eighty yards. That is the bet to make. That's my favorite bet to make. Bet if you have any money saved up. Right, if you have any sort of future saved up, I don't care. You got children. I don't care if you got a wife. I don't care if you've been saving up for a ring. Put it on Rams win Cooper Cup over eighty yards. Okay, that sounds that sounds like a very irresponsible state. You're like the NFL who or the gambling people who say, "Here's all this stuff. We want you to gamble your life away, and then please gamble responsibly." No, gamble. No, do not gamble responsibly. Take everything you own and sell it. Then put it on this bet. The Rams will win this game, and Cooper Cup will have over 80 yards. Bet everything on it. If you've been saving up for an engagement ring, bet it. If you've been saving up for next Christmas, bet Bet it. You know what my analogy it all is. Your gamble it all away. You're you're over the top of this bet that you're telling people to do is equivalent to 108 total footballs per team. <laughs> gamble, gamble it all away. <laughs> They're both okay. excessive statements. All right, enjoy. Uh, what are you Literally. eating? What are you, literally gamble everything you've ever saved on that bet. What's your favorite snack? <sighs> My favorite snack? Oh, chip. at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, chip. buffalo chicken dip. For sure. Yeah. So you have a favorite chip or snack like that? I like buffalo chicken dip with a blue tortilla. Okay. Chip. All right. I, I'm going to have all of that, man. I, I eat so much during the Super Bowl. It's like I can't even breathe by halftime. 
I also like a good spicy guacamole. So there you spicy go. Spicy guacamole. There you have it. I folks. like, uh, I have it all. I'm going to have it all. I'm going to have people over, but I'm telling you bet all of your money on the, on the Rams and uh Cooper cup having over 80 yards parlay. And you can thank me after. It sounds like, you're right. gonna be, it sounds like you're going to be on the can all Sunday night. Oh, with the spicy guac and the, and the buffalo chicken and, and the two bottles of wine that I will definitely (laughs) take now. All right. Enjoy Um, the game. Enjoy the game. Hey, by the way, we all know that it's Wednesday night on Sunday punch, but as we all know, every night on the Sunday punch podcast is Friday night. So enjoy our outro. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up. Jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow. Headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out. Thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut. Three stacks on the radio. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might. Run away to some place we we can be who we are. We can be who we are.